Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. Look, this will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I actually liked. I'd find a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's finally done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for without sacrifice. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town gardens. They have more than 100 televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything you need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in. The words huddle with me, Graham Whitman, per usual, my master. Sound and video, Maxime. How's it going? Maxime, I am excited to announce that rejoining us, Yahoo Sports NBA and NBA draft guru who dominates the association's coverage throughout the year, a woman who just had an upfront and personal view of the nightmare that was that Utah loss. And one of my absolute favorite guests who may or may not be currently looking for a pair of matching pajamas for her and her dog Gary for Christmas morning, Miss. Kristen Pink, what's going on, KP? Hello. I am so happy to be here. Yes, I was in Utah. I watched half of the game. I left at halftime because there was a blizzard. 
but now I am in Phoenix at a high school event. As you guys will know, I am always on the road. I'm always on the move, but I'm so happy to be here and joining you guys. We love to have you. I wish to God I could say the same, that I left that Utah game at halftime. I'm still like PTSD. <laughs> I think top three. So I'm hyperbolic. You know, give me a month. I'll be saying this absolutely again. But I think that loss was the worst loss, regular season loss in my sports fandom career, which is a super long way well, of saying. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, so anytime Steph is, is on the road when he's in town, you always have to show up early to see, because anytime he does his pregame warmup is must watch basketball. So I show up, you know, three hours ahead of time and I'm watching Colin Sexton warm up. I'm watching Moses Moody and I'm like, all right, where's Steph? This is, this is ridiculous. He didn't even show up. Like he didn't even come to the game. So I'm like, man, Gary is in his crate, my puppy. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, this is such a waste of a game. Like, and so I left at halftime because it was a blizzard. And then <laughs> to see the way it finished, I was like, oh, that was actually pretty exciting. Maybe I should have stayed. But no, I yeah. saw what I needed to see. I saw enough of James Wiseman, which we'll talk about. Like, it, it, was, it was enough for me to get out of it in the two hours that I spent, you know, leaving Gary in his crate. <laughs> what I need. So I, I listed you as one of my favorite guests. I mean that. And today I also said, I desperately need you. I need that too. I need this kind of separation. I should have left at halftime. I am 12 hours removed and I'm still super fucking upset. I'm hoping you have like a dating story, something, anything before we even jump into this warrior stuff to, to push me away from my pissiness currently. Graham, whatever you want. I told you off camera, probably one of my greatest dating stories of all time. Do you want me to tell that one? Yes, of course I do. I mean, the, 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 the last time you told me something that was incredible, you ultimately told me we couldn't share it on air. So I wasn't sure if this one would that make is it. True. Yes, of course that I is true. It. Let's go. Okay. 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 Like I, so everyone knows dating in Utah is horrible for me personally. I feel like I just have like the X mark on my back. Like I, it's, it's horrible. But even before that in LA, Maxime, I don't even know if you know the story, but like the first guy I dated after the guy I was with for six years, was this Australian dude. I lived in Australia for two and a half years. So like we clicked on that sort of thing. We even, like when I was living in Australia, he lived like four blocks away from me. So like we, we had this connection even in LA. And so <laughs> first day he like takes me to um, the Jimmy Kimmel show because he's friends with Jimmy Kimmel's dad. And like we're, we're backstage with Jimmy Kimmel he like catches a t-shirt for me, like outside. I don't know what's going on behind me, but, but like in, <laughs> in the audience, like it is, it is like epic. Right. And so then like date number two or three, he goes, he's like, Hey, you know, in his Australian accent, like, why don't you come over to my house? We'll go, we'll shoot hoops at Venice beach and then I'll, I'll cook dinner and, 
you know, it'll, we'll, we'll make a night of it. And I was like, Oh, how cute. Like this dude is not a basketball player. So I was like, Oh, he's trying. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I go to his house, we go to Venice beach and like, he, he's, he's a runner. Like he's a marathon runner. Like I ran a marathon in Antarctica. This guy won the marathon in Antarctica. Like that's, that's like how athletic he is. Right. Well, he's, not athletic. That's how good of a runner he is. So he's like, so, so he's like dribbling the ball. You know, I could already tell like, oh my gosh, he does not know how to play basketball. So he goes, oh, let's play some one-on-one. So I was like, are you sure? And he goes, yeah. So he checks the ball up. I dribble left and then I cross over. I go right. I'm going to blow, I'm going to blow by him and, and, you know, have a layup. He falls over and like grabs his foot and is like hurt. Literally, we go to the hospital. We go to the hospital. He broke his ankle. Like I crossed him over. I crossed him over and he broke his ankle. (laughs) Like that is (laughs) literally the worst day ever. Yeah, or one of the most incredible basketball moves ever. I have so many follow-ups. I mean, like, I don't, my face is exploding with follow-up questions. Let me start with, I don't think I'm ever going to go to Antarctica. So, like, running a fucking marathon there is absolutely crazy. I love that you skip beyond, oh, yeah, we just casually had a meal with Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, just sure, what an incredible first day. But here's where I will begin my follow-up questions. Christian, if you saw him dribbling and thought to yourself, all right, this guy doesn't play hoop, and you just had a good fucking day with him, why did you decide to throw a hesitation move at him? Why not just like, you know, throw up a jump I, it, opportunity and have to embarrass the man? It wasn't even that big of a, like a, a move. Like you have to remember I'm in my mid thirties. Like I haven't played a five on five basketball game competitively since I was like 22, 23. So when I tell you, like I gave this guy the shimmy and like crossed him <laughs> over, it wasn't that big of a move. He was just Be- that bad, and, and I broke his ankle. <laughs> Before you knew he was hurt, right? Literally, so I moment. broke his ankle. <laughs> there's got to be a moment he's crumpled on the ground, but you think he's just falling. You know, it's it's a it's a lack of athleticism. You don't know he's dealing with something that requires hospital care. Before you realize he's hurt, had you lost all respect for him? You know, like if he wasn't hurt, but he got right back up, would the date have continued? Or no, it was done. The second he fell down trying to guard you, well, there was going to be no more relationship. <laughs> when he fell down, I was like, oh, God, how is he going to make dinner for me now? <laughs> that was <laughs> honestly my first <laughs> Holy shit. You know what? You've done the impossible. I'm not thinking about Jordan Clarkson. I'm like, this is unbelievable. I've, I've actually moved beyond the Utah thing. Maxime, if that's you, okay, you're on a date. You crushed it the first time. You, you, you've used your dad's connection to Jimmy Kimmel. You luckily, you got that shirt. You know, you have no guarantee that's happening. That's happening. Christian obviously likes you. Everything's going great. You decide to play hoop, and now you've fallen down to the ground. Is it, Take away the broken ankle. Is there any way that you could go on a second date? Or like, no, the power, like this entire thing, I know she's lost like any respect. There's no way I can keep going. How how could you how, like you're saying not even the broken ankle just falling over I think that would just be falling. it I don't yeah. I don't think I I would have to move states I think that would be the end of it I, I would hate you Christian no no, no. I wait be able wait to wait, tell wait. You. wait 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 <laughs> can I tell you so this guy so like not only like this this is even worse 
So like when I tell you like he won the Antarctica marathon, the marathon that I just ran, he won it. So he is sponsored by ASICS. And so we're in the ER and he's like, oh, I need to call my, I need to call my sponsor. I'm, I'm supposed to go to Mexico. He's like, I'm supposed to go to Mexico City. Um, I'm like, I'm planned. Or people are planning for me to win this marathon in Mexico City. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, I'm sponsored by ASICS. And I was like, oh my gosh. So he missed that because uh, we played basketball. And then after he was better, he he's such a weird athlete. He's like, oh, I'm going to swim around the big island in Hawaii. And he was the first, he became the first person to swim okay. around the big Christian, island in Hawaii. Christian, and I'm just let like, me, oh, I, let I me interpret this guy's ankle. <laughs> yes, let me interpret some of this. Amazing. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I've never met this gentleman. Who the fuck knows? But I can tell you that if you and I played hoop on a date and you put me to the ground and I broke my ankle, if I found myself saying things like, I have to call my sponsor, or guess what I just did? Swam around Hawaii. Really what I'm saying is, please forget that you just broke my ankle. Like, no, I'm an athlete. You know, like, oh, pay no attention to the fact that you had to bring me to the fucking hospital on a date. So you know, give us, uh, as of right now, still in your life? Or did you move on? Because my guess is you lost all respect and you're out. Okay, can I tell you, before he, like, moved to Brazil or wherever he is, because he's Australian, he's like, oh, I'm going to move to Brazil and, like, I'm going to do Google Earth, whatever, AI, I don't know. He, like, sent me a handwritten note. And <laughs> I never get handwritten notes. So I get this note in the mail, and I was just like, oh, so nice of him. Like, I broke his ankle, literally broke his ankle, and he's like, sending me a thank you card in the mail before he moves on to South America and I never see him again. <laughs> I think there's a better than 30% chance he's still in LA and just gave you that South America shit because yes. he's self-embarrassed and got the fuck out. <laughs> like, you know, just hopes to God he doesn't run into you. And if he does, he's going to be like, Kristen? Weird. You know, <laughs> I, I just got back from South America. All right. I feel emotionally equipped to talk about this game now. You've taken me out of like my super ugly ass feelings and we can now move on. Let's go to our golden questions. To nobody's surprise, they're all looking back at the Utah game. And Christian, here's our first. And it's one that I think is perfectly suited for you because it's a person who we have discussed many times. Quote, before the Warriors shit the bed during the final 24 seconds, Kaminga was seemingly having the game of his young career. What were KP's takeaways on Kaminga's performance? So what do you think? I mean, he had, I, I heard you, you left in the first half, but you saw him, I think, have the best game that we've seen so far. So, you know, what, what did you, what'd you walk away with? No, we talked about this. I love, I love JK. I love his scoring intuition. I love that it comes so easy to him. Like when you watch him, it's not forced. And it just is like, he's out there playing. And the fact that he like capitalized on that opportunity with Steph out, with Draymond out, and he's like, no, no, no I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna score 24 points, and like he was on a mission. And even even before the game, when I saw him pregame, he was just like, well, first he said he's like, KP, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm everywhere, JK. Like, what do you what do you mean? What am I doing here? But he said to me, he's like, I'm gonna be on one tonight. That's what he told me. He's like, I'm gonna be on one tonight. And I was like, okay, let's go. You know, and for him to drop 24 points in one of the best games, I think, in his career, 
with this Warriors team. Like, and we talked about this, like he's definitely frustrated in his situation. Like this is a player who was the guy in yep. high school leading up to the draft. And so for him to have to take a back seat and, and take, you know, whatever chances he can get um, for, for his, his time and his availability, like he is going to take advantage of every opportunity that he gets. And like, when he told me I'm going to be on one tonight, I'm like, okay, this is, and that's exactly what he did. Like his scoring instincts are so spot on and it, it comes so easy to him that, you know, I was really, really happy to see him capitalize on that. And the, I love that you had an, I'm not surprised, but I love that you had an interaction with him before the tip. All right. So it leads to this question. One of the things you and I have talked about both on air and off air is this transition is going from the man to the man in the future. Right. You know, you got to defer. So just, just not, not what we saw on the floor. All of us saw that, but just his demeanor off the floor. Did you get a feeling that he's enjoying it here? You know, like, is, has he made that transition? Is this home at least for now? It is like, and, and, he's he's accepted his role and he is not only taking advantage of every opportunity that's giving to him but he's also acknowledging you know that Seth play Draymond that is who they are now in the Warriors and he just has to be patient and you know get his touches when he can make the most of when he's in the game get to his spots try to make an impact whenever he's playing and he's he's accepting that. I think Moses Moody is also someone who is a little bit behind. Like when when I watch Moses, like I, I think he's he's not as receptive to his role as JK is at the moment. Huh. From what, which from is what interesting. I yeah, well, which is interesting because that's not the thing that any of us guessed. You know, we all thought that Moody would right. be willing to make that transition almost immediately. Any truth to the rumor that you almost broke JK's ankles before the game started? I mean, uh, definitely I mean, zero chance, zero. zero chance. Okay, good. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. You know what stuck out to me? Um, so JK was exceptionally athletic, but we've seen that JK was borderline physically unstoppable occasional times, but we've seen that the thing that stuck out to me last night was that even as he was on a heater and add what you just said that I'm going to be on one tonight, even in that he was patient. You know, there were times when yes. he, he would go down and he had the possibility to go one on three, something I've seen him do more than a few times. And on all those times, no, you know, he stopped and he used the patience that he's gained, I think, which is, uh, I don't know, a, a best case scenario, honestly. The thing, the thing with JK is, you know, you see there's, there's always a transition from high school to college and college to the NBA and there's always this, this massive jump. And like Tyrese Maxey has told me, he's like, the biggest thing for me is the pace. And you have to figure out the pace of the game at the NBA level. And I feel like JK is finally, you know, we're year two, three into his career. And he's finally figuring out the pace of the NBA game and like adjusting to it, you know, being patient with it, not, not trying to bully himself into the lane one verse three or one verse, whatever, like, he is, he's being very patient and adjusting to that pace of the game. I'm going to be on one tonight. That's my face. It's the line of the night. The next time you cross somebody up on a date, before you do, I want you to let, just let them know that. Whisper to them, I'm going to be on one and then just fucking break their ankles. I'm going to be uh, on one. The- yes. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. So while, while avoiding the blizzard and getting out of there at the half, one of the things you may have missed was the almost fight between Jordan Clarkson and Kaminga. Um, do we have that footage, Maxine? We're watching the replay here. There's Clarkson holding on to him. Okay, hold on for a sec. It gets a lot uglier. And Christian, what I'm going to ask you here is, so this is the quintessential almost fight in the NBA. They're seemingly angry, but not really until people are between them. And then that's when, you know, they, they are uh, much more willing to throw hands. So what you know of Jordan Clarkson, did he actually want to fight there? You know, like, I don't know anything about him. I don't know anything about his personality. My guess is no, no. And I, maybe I'm just projecting because I can't fight for shit and I try to avoid them constantly. But do you think there's any chance that either of those players wanted to fight there, either Kaminga or Clarkson? Okay, if Jordan Clarkson wants to fight Jonathan Kaminga, he's going to get his ass handed to him. Like, I don't <laughs> even know what he's trying to be like this tough guy. Like, I know, I know Jordan Clarkson. Like, he has no business trying to throw hands with JK. Like, JK, like, you guys, if you, if you knew JK and you were standing with him face to face, like, he's, he's a unit. Like, he's solid. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know what Jordan Clarkson is doing trying to, like, throw hands. With, with Jonathan Kaminga. Like, I don't care if he's four years older than him. Like, JK will beat his ass. Like, I don't, it, none of that makes sense to me. None of it. None of it. This is going perfectly because I'm now emotionally equipped <laughs> to ask you this next question. I'm hella worried about it. I already know what you're going to say, but shit, I'll throw it out here. Quote Wiseman was less than amazing in his first game back. Yeah. What did you think of his performance? So, Kristen, what do you think? It's bad. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's bad. It's bad. You give me details. Like how? how... Okay, his pregame, he looked uninterested. It was going through the motions. Like you think you're getting called up from the G League. Like Steph's out, Draymond's out. Like this is your time. You're playing the. You're playing the Utah Jazz. Like who's gonna stop you in the lane? Like, this was his moment to shine. And he looked horrible. He looked uninterested in the pregame. Graham, I even texted you at halftime. He's sitting. So when you're, when you're a rotational player, one of the five, six, seven, eight players that are going to be in the game, you usually sit closer to the coaching staff, right? No. James Wiseman was sitting the last seat on the bench next to the reserves who are never playing. So he's sitting there, like Steve Kerr would be like, call his name. He'd wait, he'd get up gingerly, just go in and check in, like no sense of urgency. Like he, he didn't play great. And then I told you at halftime, instead of like, he gets up, halftime happens. Usually all the players wait for the other players to come off the court, give him a handshake or whatever. No, no, no. James Wiseman, get up straight to the locker room. Didn't even acknowledge any of his teammates. And I'm just so, like, what is going on? It was bad. It's bad. 
what you don't know. So those texts, right? I was watching the game in a bar actually yeah. with Maxime and a few other people. And I mean, you couldn't have been better timing. It's just happenstance. And while you were, I would imagine, typing, but before the text came back, we we're at a table and people were explaining to us, it's okay, you know, it's shitty half, kind of, but give them some time. I think it's okay. And then literally it's half sentence and those texts come in and I interrupt him with your two texts, which is basically, Wiseman looks like shit and he does not give a fuck tonight. So it was well not. Here's what I imagined at the half. And I so this is not a real story. This is hyperbolic. Who knows, right? But I imagine at the half, like, Wiseman went up to one of the assistant coaches and asked him some question. You know, am I switching off the screens, right? Something, something like that. And the coach said, hold on for a second. I'm going to go find that out. And then went over to Steve Kerr and was like, should we just send him back to Santa Cruz right fucking now? Like, is there an Uber that can take him from Utah to Santa Cruz or a flight? Because what he didn't see is that if, if he's not going to get minutes in that game when nobody's playing, you right. know, and like this is the opportunity and they have no big men, I, I'm sure there might be a bright future, but there is no bright present. And that, that was a depressing game for me, Kristen. Um, what's so the bad. most optimistic thing you can say about Wiseman? So be realistic. Don't lie to me, you know, but if you have to be optimistic, what can you say? Trade him. <laughs> trade him. That's it. But get, try to get your money back. Trade him. That's, as optimistic as I can get. Well, if we'd like to do that, Try Maxine, to can you scrub the last 45 seconds from this so that they like that there's no footage out there of all of us saying that he's absolutely terrible? I, they, Maxine, you've maintained optimism with Wiseman. You're probably the most optimistic person on this show. You know, I, I try to be optimistic, but I'm insane. My need for therapy prevents me from really being optimistic. We have heard a lot of people taking shots at Wiseman, you know, and, and KP, unfortunately, was ahead of that curve by months. As we stand here right now, you know, what are your thoughts, Maxine? I mean, months. I think KP was ahead of that by years, if I'm not mistaken. It's, I told I told you guys, I told you guys to take LaMelo Ball at two. Or, remember that? Like, I was like, you guys have to take LaMelo Ball. I don't understand I don't why Wiseman I, is even even in, in consideration go on no we, you also as we were discussing a few days ago uh, i recommended if we don't do that we could trade down to take halliburton and well that would have been a nice move too so here we are um uh, here's the thing yes. though the word yes. the word yes. that you used um i don't think i've ever heard any other nba player uh have the adjective gingerly put in front of them that does that's not a word that i want to hear associated with anybody in the nba much less a center so i'm not feeling very optimistic about where this is going right now uh i hated that too but not as much as the fact that kristen just laughed at your joke harder than anything i've said so far which really bothers me kp you know that's a rule that we i mean i feel like we talked about that off air so i'm not sure what to do about it now I, la I laugh at everything. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, the Wiseman thing bothers me and, and upsets me. Let me go towards our last question. So I actually have two left, but I'm going to jump to the last one. I see your your studio, so to speak, is getting filled up up there, KP. So we'll get you uh, we'll get you out of here. The question. No, I'm literally, skipping. literally. No, 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 no. Hold on. Literally, I'm in an empty cafeteria, and the only six or seven people that are in this cafeteria decided to sit right behind me. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Go on, go on. That's why I'm like, that's the kind of thing that would super bother me. Huh. 
Yeah. Also, I don't think you used the yeah. word literally right there because you're definitely not in an empty cafeteria. I see like 20 fucking people right behind you right now. Uh, but the, the question I'm going to skip, somebody wrote in to ask us, was Jordan Poole fouled to end the game? Here's why I'm skipping it. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. The, maybe, maybe he got pushed to the ground, but when they actually stripped it, I don't think it was a foul. I'll give you the glass half full way I can put it. I'm, I'm trying to come up with an upside on uh, on the way that that game ended. So my kid, right? I watch her occasionally learn the best via mistakes. I can explain to her that fire is hot, but it's not until she gets fucking burned until she understands like what that means. And then after she gets burned the first time, you're not touching fire again, at least not on purpose. You can explain to Jordan Poole the importance of ball security. You can talk about that in a thousand ways, but it's not until a steal ends the game in the most improbable way possible that he gets burnt and learns it, you know? So I, I, maybe this was a step along the way in Jordan Poole's maturation. Instead, here's our final question, and it's a judgment. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much of your emotional well-being is wrapped up in the Warriors' regular season games? So don't give us a straightforward answer. We're going to guess. Start with me. Christian, take a crack. So on 1 to 10, 1 being, I don't care. I've got a good life. Who's going to watch it? 10 being, this is the most important thing. Like, I can't stand this. What do you think? Where do I land? No, you're a 10. I know you're a 10 because you just said that that loss, that loss to the Utah Jazz was one of the worst regular season losses that you've ever seen. Mind you, I'm leaving at halftime because it's snowing outside and I got to like walk Gary. Like, and Steph isn't playing, Draymond isn't playing, and you're texting me like, this is the worst loss ever. <laughs> no, you are a 10 all the time, regardless of who the Warriors are playing. Maxime? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, I go back to, you guys know Spinal Tap, right? Like, does it go to 11? Because this <laughs> yeah. that'd be the only way it wouldn't be a 10. It's a 15. <laughs> I've had moments like I, I came back last night, you know, my wife wasn't there. I came back last night. She said, how'd the game go? And I said, how'd the game go? For not knowing anyway, I did that. I was just being an asshole for no reason because I'm, I was a, well, one, because I'm an asshole and a terrible husband, but two, because I was just in my feelings and I needed somebody to lash out at. So yes, it's a 10. And if it goes up higher, it is more than that. Uh, let's guess for Maxime. So I want to say 10, but I think he's a little healthier than that. I think he can hedge it back. I think his initial thought is a 10, but then he's able to like, well, I have this going on in my life and, you know, my, my wife and I've got a good job and can talk himself back off the edge. I think he gets to about a seven is where I'm going to put it. But uh, Maxine. I would I, listen. Maxine is uh, a little more he's he's normal. And so he sees that. What's your phrase that one? <laughs> he sees that Steph and Draymond are out, and they're playing the Jazz, and he's like, "Ah, eh, whatever happens this game, who cares? Like, I'll watch it to see if James Wiseman does anything after being called up to G League. Oh, James isn't doing anything. Okay, JK is having a one, like twenty-four points, great. Like he's a little. I would give it like a six. Like he's just watching it to watch it." Can we call it less passionate and not normal? I mean, there feels like there's a lot of different ways that we could have phrased that. I don't know. Uh, normal Maxime, what's the answer? I oh, I I have I have two comments. First of all, I think I think you're at a baseline four. 
if you also think that that was the worst loss that you've ever seen of the Warriors, because I don't know how anybody could feel any differently. Uh, so I don't know if that bumps my number back up, but here's the thing. I think a seven is about right on a day-to-day basis, but I was already kind of having a shit day. Uh, KP, we recorded yesterday. I was really pissed about my internet connection. Um, and so it just kind of compounded. And here's the thing is at the end of it, I was so cranky when I got home that I probably said something equivalent to my wife of, eh, how was the game? And, and so, <laughs> So clearly I'm a little bit more deranged than I'd like to let on with some of this stuff. Um, it, I still so like woke up eight. this morning pretty angry. Okay, I'll, I'll take it eight. Also, okay. Kristen, he kind of lied to you there because he did not have an internet connection during our last show. <laughs> you could not fucking... <laughs> If it was like a stick drawing, it would have been a much better depiction <laughs> of where you ultimately came from. But you're not going to escape this, Christian. But So I'm going to have to change the question. If it's just a regular, regular season game, a one. You don't give a fuck. You're, you're covering it. You're there just to, oh, to take in the yeah. basketball. So here's the question. I want to, to focus on a game when you're uh, watching a player, first game in the NBA, someone you have covered forever, they are a friend. Okay. They mean a lot to you. You yep. want to see them succeed. So in that circumstance, what does the game mean to you? I'm going to say 10, but but hedged. 10, but you don't admit it to anybody. You're not hyperbolic like me. You wouldn't even tell that person. You play it cool. But internally, when like if they're at the line or something, like that, it's, it's the individual performance that means the 10 to you. So I, I give you a 10. Don't answer yet. Let Maxine, what, what's I, your guess? I, I could tell you're about to answer. Your face screamed. I'm answering this. Hold on for a sec. Go ahead. But but see, that's where I'm at too. And I think the reason that I agree with Bram is that if you're not a 10 in that environment, then then I think the players that you clearly have developed great relationships with would feel like it's a disingenuous relationship, right? Like it's it's the heart has to be there for you to for you to then be like, yeah, no, I care about you and I care about your success in the league. And it's very clear that that's the case. So I, I'm sure like maybe it's entirely an internal and maybe you won't even admit it in this moment. But I think it has to be a 10 when you're when you're sort of alone thinking about your thoughts um, on a game. Okay, can I tell you guys a secret that's no longer a secret? <laughs> so I <laughs> I make a point. So I will I will go early to every game to see the players that I've covered in high school. You know, whether that's JK, Moses Moody, Jordan Poole, um, Colin Sexton, Taylor Horton Tucker, you know, I will always go to their pregame shoot around. So they know I'm there and they're like, Oh, look, KP's here. Oh, this oh, is no, great. Look at her showing. And then I leave. I leave either <laughs> after the first quarter. <laughs> always, always, unless I have to cover the game and I'm like, and then I'm annoyed that I went early, show them that I'm there and I have to stay until the end of the game. Okay. The oh, only answer that would have impressed me more, person. only answer that would have impressed me more than that one is if you told me, yep, I show up for the shoot around and then I have my twin sister sit in for the full game, you know, <laughs> and like wave a couple of times on the stands. Like, oh, she super cares. Uh, last question, Christian, again, one to 10. How bad did you feel when you saw that dude on the ground with a broken fucking ankle? I go two. I don't th- I think you'd lost too much respect for him. And you're like, like, you didn't like the circumstance. It sucks. The day's over. Like you're upset. No. But as far as like feeling bad about what happened, I maybe one. Wait, can I? The 
my first thought when he went down with like the rolled ankle slash broken ankle, I was like, well, who's going to make dinner now? (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't just leave. (laughs) I know. I know. And even we're, we're in the ER and I said to him, because it was only like date number two or three. And when he tells me, he's like, Oh, I have to call ASIC my sponsor to tell them I can't run the Mexico city marathon now because you broke my ankle. I'm like, I understand if you never want to see me again, like it's, it's okay. If I just leave, and you never see me again. Like I felt, I felt so bad, but then on the flip side, I'm like, well, I can't leave him. I got to make sure he gets home. Okay. I broke his ankle. Yeah, no, it like, wasn't I have to oh, yeah. see it through. The other thing you thought to yourself is, I'm going to so go bad. ahead and not buy any ASICs. Like, if, if this guy is representing ASICs, <laughs> I don't, I'm not super impressed by his athletic acumen. Uh, Kristen, thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, I you have done the fucking impossible. I mean, I when we talk about how crazy I was taking this loss, I hope you guys know it is true. I've been distracted all day. And I now feel like I'm, I'm pissy about it, but I'm light. I've been laughing. Something that I did not think was possible, what, 30 minutes ago. So nicely done. I'm sure I'm not alone. For people who need way more KP in their life, where do they go? You can follow me on Twitter at Kristen Peak, Instagram, same thing, and read all my stuff. It's, it's, I mean, I don't, I don't even know why I'm always on this Warriors podcast. I don't cover the Warriors. I cover the NBA draft. But you, you can read my stuff on Yahoo Sports. And, you know, who knows who the Warriors are going to get this year or next year or whatever. But, like, I, I will know whoever they're getting in the years to come for sure. I've probably been covering them since they were 15. What you should know is that when we actually release this video, it's going to be your mouth moving. But all it's going to say is, and I'm a Warriors specialist. So, I mean, that's great. We really appreciate exactly. your Warriors speciality. Yeah, it's, it's very important to us. Uh, for us, if you want to reach out to us, let us know we've done a good job, bad job, any job, or even just to get us a question for the Golden Questions, you can shoot that email to huddle at warriorshuddle.com. See that super professional thing on the bottom there, Kristen? Look at this. Look at that. This, yes. Oh, yeah. Our YouTube channel is coming together. Like, I mean, it's high production value, uh, which is actually the perfect time to plug YouTube. If you want to see what our radio faces look like, um, just to drop comments, because during the live shows, you can drop comments, and then those comments actually become part of the video. So anybody who watches them will then see the video. Or perhaps most importantly, just want to help us, just go to YouTube, put it up and press play. You can turn down the volume. You can turn off your screen. Just the plays help us out. Another way you can help us is if you hop on Patreon, look up Warriors Huddle. And if you give us like a dollar a month, you don't know the difference it makes. With that in mind, go Warriors. Hopefully, see you real soon. Good, good. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? 
Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.